Hey, this is Boardmakers. I'm Jack, and I'm here with Adam. Welcome back. So last week we talked about those um, the boxes and all that all that stuff. And I, 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 I that night I sat down and I drew up a whole box thing, and I finished it the next day. And as of today, they've been ordered and they're on their way. Or oh man, married or whatever. So that's awesome. Yeah, I saw the mock up and it looks fantastic. Yeah, I'm debating whether to post it or just wait until I get them to take pictures because I have like a little 3D rendering thing that. Um, I made and they sent me one too, uh, to kind of see what, you know, it's kind of as a proof, but I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm like half, half worried that someone's going to find a spelling error or something. I'd, <laughs> I'd rather just have it in my hand cause I'm going to feel a lot better about it than like waiting to get it and they're going to be wrong or whatever. But, Oh yeah, I don't know. It looks great. So whichever way you end up going, I think it's, but it's like exactly what I was thinking about. So yeah, I think it's a lot simpler too. Cause we were talking about like the sleeve stuff and, like the break apart stuff. And obviously this is a, I, I ordered like 10 of them just to like a prototype run to just kind of prove a concept. Um, and so like that special stuff can't really be done at this, at this point, but I'm, I'm thinking once we get a little more refined and, um, I think I'm going to send a couple of them to mass drop to send out to as samples for, mm. um, cause they, they'll send out review boards to whoever, whenever those that starts happening. And so when I send those out, um, you know, you know, they'll have a better experience than just opening it from a, you know, an unlabeled box. Yeah, just from an envelope. So. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a good idea. And then if you have like somebody you want to um, that unbox it or something like that, that might be a cool yeah. option as well if you had somebody in mind. Yeah. No, oh, but I think they look great. And then once once that happens and we get the actual run going or the ma- actual mass drop running, then um, we can talk to their mass drops box people because they have custom boxes and whatever too. Um, and we can get a little more customized, I think. So I think it'll work well, but the the basic concept of it is that we have, um, some cool stuff on the outside, some cool like little design stuff, and then you open it and then you immediately have this isometric view of all the parts going together, which isn't that complicated, but for some reason, you know, it's just nice to have a reference. (laughs) You're like, Oh, that's where that goes. Right. And then there's, uh, um, some numbers on there and then below that underneath everything on the bottom of the box or on the. Um, like inside of the box, mm-hmm. there's like steps. So I have like seven or eight steps um, with numbers corresponding to different part locations, uh, kind of explaining like what to do in which order and like, you know, little notes and little tips and, you know, little helpful things. I think it'll be, right. be pretty cool. Oh, no, it's just, it's super cool. At this point, I think you almost have to post it because we talked so much about it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think, I'll, I think I will. I'll be post it before with the with the podcast. But I mean, the, if uh, even, even if you're only getting a couple of them, it, it seems to stand to reason to to post it and if someone spots something it's it's nice to know it now as opposed to <laughs> after you right. score 10,000 of them yeah. like, oh now you see the I before E except after C bit here <laughs> yeah. but then on the bottom of the bottom of the box is um, the actual default key layout and everything yeah I see default that now I'm seeing where it is so then yeah. this this logo is the top of the box yeah is that right yeah, yeah it's kind of hard to tell when you're looking at it because you know it's like folding it up everything mm-hmm. um but yeah, so the, the bottom of the box, you you can you can set it on its side or the back or whatever you want to call that, and use it as reference. And it's, it's I think it's pretty close to actual size too. Not that that's helpful, but it gives you a better, um, you know, when you're looking at something, it's like one to one ratio. You don't have to like yeah. kind of squint. So no, I think it's it's awesome. That's such a cool. I, what, are you gonna put so the keyboard is it just gonna kind of float inside of it or what's the plan there? I know we well, talked a bunch of crazy foam options before. Yeah, and I started designing that, so I have like what the foam pieces would look like. But I was looking around at like different places that offer that. And the, the there's a couple of different places I was, I'm thinking about contacting, but the quote process is very complicated and involved. Mm. And I feel like for what I'm doing, like it would be really expensive to do. And for, for like, you know, the alternative is just to wrap it in, in bubble wrap, you know, and, right. and just stick it in there, which I, I think will be fine. Like, I don't know. It'd be nice to have like a little more presentation with it, to have it be like layered and whatever. Um, and maximize this, the, this space inside the box, but I just don't know that it's really like going to be worth it. So, well, I think one step at a time, I think get yeah. the box <laughs> situated and, and use a, maybe just use a bubble wrap initially. And then it, it could just be as much as like a smaller piece of cardboard inside that kind of just f- makes the board float. I don't know exactly the sizes mm-hmm. of this, but if there was like a way to right. make the board float inside the box with a cardboard, like. A stand, if you will, something like that. 
Okay. It could be as much as something like that. You know, you know what I'm kind of picturing? Yeah, just like a cutout of the... Yeah, you know. so just like even like a quarter inch on each side and, a, and a, maybe a half inch or a quarter inch off the bottom and then like a little flap that goes over the top. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. It may end up being something that like the ones that are getting shipped out mass should just be packaged well because people are, you know, they're going to be excited about it and, and you certainly want them to get there on, you know, all yeah. together. <laughs> that's got to be the priority. And then with the ones you're shipping to like reviewers or um, people that are going to do unboxings, maybe have a little bit more of a, a presentation component to it that's a unique to some right. respect. I don't know. And also like just on, on the pure on the box opening side of it, like I hate getting <laughs> packaging stuff like that. So like, well, it'd be cool to receive it like that and have it, have it all like perfectly fit all the parts. Mm. Like here's a bunch of like useless stuff. I've never like, I'm just going to pitch. Right. But bubble, yeah. bubble wrap, like I might reuse, I don't know. It's a little, <laughs> I feel like it's a little more eco-friendly or a little more recycle friendly. Whereas the box yeah. is like, okay, this is something I'm going to keep. You know, I don't have to worry about, I don't, I could throw that up. I want to just a box, but it's also like a utility to have all the instructions yeah. and the key map and, you know, kind of a cool design. OKB. Thing, no. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think whatever, even in this insert thing, I think you do the same, same as what you've done here. So give mm-hmm. it some sort of art and give it some sort of utility as well. Whether it's like, I have no idea, man, you could just, at one point we were talking about printing code on the sides of something like you could have just the entire QMK <laughs> code just printed diagonally across the entire interior. Or whatever. Okay, so I, I originally, the, the, the one I, I sent to them had that on the inside of the flaps that you fold on the sides. <laughs> nice. But like when they sent me the proof, we didn't have it in there. And I was like, uh, I don't really want to be like anal enough to like, like, hey, you know, this is the part that isn't seen, but could I have it in there? So I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> That's fine. So maybe, yeah. So maybe the insert is it's perfect for that. Just to have that like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I don't know, something, but I really like it. I think I like boxes that have a utility to them. And I mm-hmm. really, I mean, all the ones I get from SparkFun and from Adafruit and things like that, I save. Yeah. And so yeah. this is awesome. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> They're I guess cool. You want to. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. The, the, um, <laughs> on the wall. Actually, on the no, yeah. other site, like, that's one Nick. of the things they do. Like, oh, send you a sample. You can hang on your wall, whatever you want to do with it. It's pretty. <laughs> that's awesome. Funny, but. Um, yeah, when they designed this, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not going to do the pamphlet, but I realized that everything I wanted to put in the pamphlet, I put into the box. So I was like, I don't know that I really have use for this anymore. I don't know what else I put in there, like extra detailed stuff maybe, or like, you know, I guess like the stabilizer assembling thing, but I don't have the stabilizer in there. So if they buy one from somewhere else, like hopefully they'll get some information on it from them. Yeah, which is doubtful. <laughs> like yeah. the reason I made the, that video last year about like putting the stabilizer together and putting the whole people together because that didn't exist. Like there was yeah. just like lack of instruction for how to put together a PCB stabilizer. So, Oh yeah. The first time I got a stabilizer, I was scouring the internet for something, some sort of reference material. And it ended up being like <laughs> one picture on a Google image search that like saved me. Yeah. yeah just the right angle where you can see like how it goes yeah, into the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Of You're like, okay, yeah. so that foot there and that one's there. Where does this little bar go? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that might be, I mean, maybe that's the kind of thing you just like have the documentation evolve a bit. And so you, if you, if, you know, if, when you get these samples, you're like, yeah, these boxes are totally useful as instructions. Then you start saying, all right, well, what can we remove from mm-hmm. the others? And what kind of additional education can you add to it? Like maybe like information about stabilizers or just like a reference list of sites to look at. Um, yeah, that would be. His, history of keyboards. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did you know? Some, did you Did you know? <laughs> A little yeah. like a little <laughs> trivia <laughs> about me, exactly. like, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, uh, like a board makers episode trivia. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, but it might be, I don't know. That'd be kind of a, you can kind of evolve it. And I honestly, I couldn't, I could see dropping the pamphlet in there anyway. And so you have the box and the pamphlet. And so, mm-hmm. you know, cause I could, I could end up with stuff in these boxes just kind of on the shelves, but I might still want something to reference, um, the keyboard. And truth be told, it might be cheaper to print the pamphlet than printing on the inside of the box. I think, mm. I mean, these were like $12 a piece for mm. printing on the inside and out. At the, at like, you know, this is just for 10 of them, just as a prototype run. Right. But right. still, like, as a, you know, that, that cost carries over because you're printing twice. So doing, mm. doing, having a, uh, just a paper pamphlet or whatever might be a cheaper way to go. But the boxing yeah. is cool. I, I no, the box is cool, cool and it's it's novel and it's a little bit different mm-hmm. and you're not seeing it. I think if the box 
ends up being a usable document, I would go this way instead. Yeah. Even if you have to push the cost along. Because it does lessen the, the load. <laughs> Their carbon footprint, you know, when they get it. Oh, just a box. That's yeah. It. You're going green. OLKB is going green. <laughs> Trying to, I guess. Yeah. Well, as it's much cool. as you can uh, with having a factory in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's usable. If it's if it's truly usable, I think it's the way to, it would be the way to go. And then you can mm-hmm. remove the paper component and everybody gets one. And it's going to be easier to package then, too, because you just like box, wrap it in bubble wrap, put it in. Like there's yeah, no right. another thing you toss in because you just well, the yeah. box is the thing. I mean, with the because right now I have a little plastic baggie that has the screws, rubber feet and then um, business card in it. And the business card has the default key up on it as well mm. which is a new nice. thing i actually haven't shipped you with that in it yet um but it's too small <laughs> like the font size is too small so it's not really usable but it's still like you know if you want to see it in squint you can see what it what the default mm. key is supposed to be yeah it'll be nice if i mean this bottom one is going to be the key map in the box is going to be pretty big yeah it's gonna be huge it's gonna be almost i think it's about real size so that's awesome. So you can actually CCC it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's perfect. It'd be cool to have a little hole in the top where you could actually hang it like a, like an actual <laughs> thing to hang on the wall. <laughs> right. That's easy enough to do with cardboard. <laughs> Just poke a hole in it. I suppose. <laughs> but if it was prefabbed, you know, the prefabbed right. hole is like, like you oh, know, this is was, what they intended. <laughs> like the keyhole, you know, where you put like the yeah. it. <laughs> oh, so you can like hang them on like a display. You can sell OKB box holders. Like it's a display holder for your box. For the oh, this is this is it. <laughs> I did revisions no, too. Like oh, this is my revision four. Oh yeah, yeah. I am thinking about changing that up though. The default key map. I was thinking about that today because I, I with the new, um, you know, and this is kind of talking about more of the revision five stuff, uh, mm-hmm. where the audio stuff is going to be. We're gonna have a lot more space to do that, and I, I kind of want to make it like have that be a core feature. Mm-hmm. And so what I was kind of thinking was is taking the backlight button, which is scarcely used and and probably you know not very well placed to begin with, and and making that into sort of a, a music function button mm-hmm. or you know layer access. So you hold that, and then you have a full um, you know thirty keys or whatever to mess with a bunch of um, parameters for the music stuff. Um, cause right now there's, there's tons of different stuff you can do with it. And like, I, I've just, you know, to touch the surface is, yeah, touch the surface of what oh. we can do in terms of, um, you know, like it's basically it's an envelope, but it's in, in that you can do like, you, you can do stuff at different times and it's not quite like a, so you're getting into music stuff, right? And seeing, so you know what, like ASDR stands That's for. generous of you. Oh, no, no, you've gone too far. Okay. <laughs> you gotta, gotta be careful here. <laughs> okay. I mean, I well, consider myself a musician, well accomplished. Um, I'm writing a <laughs> memoir. It's called Mozart and I. But uh, <laughs> no, very, very. Okay. Well, very so beginnings. <laughs> you've attacked delay, sustain, and release, right? And okay, that, that's right. been like the, the, the basis for a lot of electronic music and, and just like envelopes in general. Okay. Um, yeah. This is more variable based. Variable based. So you have an index that passes through uh, zero to quadruple F, basically in hex. Um, mm, okay. And you can use that to, you know, change stuff in, in an if statement or because um, they're, they're all basically it's formed like a switch statement, right? So you have uh, you know case zero, which is basically when it starts as this, and then you can do a case um, one dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. you know, 150. So between, uh, one 150, it does this thing. And then you, you know, it's just, you can do a ton of stuff and it's just like, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about putting all that stuff into, um, like each of those features into a variable and then each key on the keyboard basically allow you to modify that variable in real time. And so you can be playing or like have a, a sequence playing, um, you know, some arpeggio thing or whatever in, in a loop right. and then just keep modifying stuff and it'll kind of be like a modular synth type thing um, to experiment with. I, I don't know if that's going to be the best way to do it or not. Like I, I, it's just a lot there and I don't, I feel overwhelmed by like trying to make these decisions by myself and there's not a whole oh, lot of yeah. people like coming in to like, you know, mess around with it. So by just injecting it in there and letting people play with it, I think that would hopefully bring a lot of creativity to the that scene. 
That'd be, you know, it could be neat as like some sort of, I don't know if it's application or a process where people reach out and say they're really interested in trying to do something with that. And then you kind of outline them parameters, give them some structure, and then maybe donate or send or loan out one of these prototype like synth planks mm. that someone they can start to like see what they can do with it, you know, like reach out to musicians maybe and say, hey, we're I'm kind of pioneering this transition in the keyboard to um, synth in this particular uh, um, space. And I'm wondering if you could sit back and try something and just see what you think and get some feedback. Yeah, I like that. I got to find people that would be willing, though. So if you are, if you're a musician and are willing to, I don't know, experiment or just mess around with this, I don't know. I feel like it's really open, like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, I'll mess with it. And then they just don't. They just get a free plank or something. I don't know. Like, I feel like there has to be some, you have to be willing to invest in it a little bit. Yeah, there's definitely a component of it that's sacrificial. It's like it's like taking some time to like, it's not just, you know, an interest in the keyboard or an interest in synthesis. It's an interest in in kind of pushing this strange electronic um, direction. It's like maker meets music. That would be interesting. I'd like to see what somebody would. I mean, when we even when I introduced like when we had that piezo speaker hooked up to the plank a long, long time ago, kind of when you were just just at the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend of mine kind of play around on it. It was very interesting to see a musician interact with it. And I'd like to, I really would wonder. Every person has like a different like relationship with it, you know, automatically, like without any experience with whatsoever. It's just like off the bat, you're like, you kind of have a different understanding of what, how it works or, you know, just what it is in general. Yeah. It ends up being like a sketch pad, if you will, for musical ideas I, I think for me at least what that's kind of what I was thinking like oh this could be a cool sound or maybe if I sampled this or I could do something like that but yeah to everybody it ends up being a little bit different and that would be a cool it'd be really cool to see if you if you could find five or six people that were all interested in, in this project and then kind of collaborate independently but also together um, and see what it went and then you might get a better idea for what you'd want in that particular layer on the music board right I don't know. It's because it's a big deal if you're planning on changing the key, you know, the default key map or embedding this on every single one of them. You kind of want to know exactly what you're working with. Yeah. Well, and there's also, you know, it is kind of removed from the key map because right now, if the backlight keys are being used, it's right now it's a shift key, but it's also inference backlight intensity or cycle shirt rather. So uh, I think removing that sort of functionality and putting that on like the um, adjust layer probably wouldn't. You know, I don't think anyone would one notice or, or two care. No. So. No, no, you mean the backlight. Yeah. Well, you could also, another couple of options, and this, I guess, is kind of, maybe not from a, the sending out standpoint going to work, but you could have multiple skews, essentially, where you've got this model or this model's board is flashed one way or the other. Yeah, um, yeah, as like a music a music version or something. Yeah. I was thinking so about this, that. There's, there's this uh, YouTuber... Uh, 8-Bit Keys, have you heard or seen of him at all? Mm, no. He does a lot of vintage electronic stuff, and I found him last year when I was actually researching for the... Because um, originally I was thinking about putting a Yamaha sound chip on there from um, the 80s or 90s, I think it was. Mm. Uh, that they use a lot of their keyboards and stuff like that, and they're pretty easy to find online, but they don't obviously make them any, any, anymore, you know, so you have to kind of find a used one. Um, but I was thinking about putting a place on there, on there for that, I think the one I was looking at had like four voices, three tones, and then one noise. And so you could do like drum machine type stuff, but you could also do like, um, you know, a little bit of polysynth stuff. So it's pretty interesting, but it's also like it's a little too DIY-ish. Um, but yeah. his videos cover a lot of vintage electronics and kind of dive into how those work and um, also like video game sound stuff and, and just tons of cool vintage stuff. But he does, like he doesn't really do new stuff like this, mm. you know, so I, I feel like he just wouldn't be interested in something that is like, you know, kind of like right, retro yeah, yeah. in this, in this way, but also new. So, yeah, I don't know. It might be something to, interesting to reach out. You're probably going to have to reach out to quite a few people and then, <laughs> well, yeah, I imagine yeah. I was just not hearing back from ever. So, right. But it would be neat to see, like, yeah, a handful of musicians kind of take their own spin on it and see what they could come come up with, and then kind of use that to shape the the direction right. of the music component. Because I really like, I actually really really like the idea of even with the standard uh, layout, like you have the standard layout, but then there's this key 
and then you've got this music device and you can I think that really does have a place in music like you'd have that could just be the keyboard that's running the computer but then you also have this kind of place to almost do like musical sketches with this mm, right, right 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 there and it's not a matter of like pulling out another instrument or anything it's just a matter of simply holding down a specific key yeah and kind yeah, of the dual that, functionality that's where having polyphony would make a lot of sense yeah <laughs> it's like oh well, i have one more note i could like make this musical idea you know happen yeah but. i really i would wish i mean uh, the coolest thing would be something like the teenage engineering the op1 or whatever where you you can s- like sample like directly yeah, right. so it'd be neat if you could just hold down that back like key <laughs> and then i know this is probably not even i don't know but like the key you want and then just record directly into the planks memory bank maybe eventually that would be that would be so cool that'd be tight yeah i mean we need a huge everything not huge, <laughs> just a, a lot more memory and i, I think yeah processing power can't really handle real-time audio from what i've researched mm, on the atmel yeah, on, on yeah. The, this AVR chip, I don't think we can. I know the uh, ARM chips can. I think the TC 3.2 was the one that could start handling audio at, at mm. like realistic rates. Mm. That's not too bad. That could be embedded in there somehow. I always thought oh. it would be cool to have a bunch of... Uh, even as like an external a place device, to put a, too. Yeah. Well, I was always thought, I've always thought it would be cool to put on the PCB... Like have the standard PCB, but then find some way to put some sort of pinout that you could mm. solder in an extra chip at right. the cost of the thickness. So it would be like, yeah, you can do this and, and increase the and the processing power of the board, but you lose a little bit of the size. Well, that's where like having an I2C interface would allow you to put yeah. any chip that can interface with that on there. And then, you know, the keyboard chip and the USB controller just basically talks to that and tells it what to do or receives commands or whatever. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. You just don't have the chip if you don't, you know, you just right. sell the yeah. non-chip model and then people who, and then you have a, you know, outfit it with a bunch of chips with the code already on it. So if people want to use some of that functionality, they can purchase them from you already flashed or buy their own and flash them themselves. Yeah. The flashing part becomes difficult because you don't have access directly to that um, thing. Like you have to flash mm. it through that mega I guess, unless like mm. we put it, like a second use, like a second USB debug port on there that you could stick it in and, and flash it like that, which would, I guess makes sense. But you're also like, you can put a little for, jumper. Well, like the thing is, you're also paying for that USB interface that you're only using to to flash it, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think. Mm. Well, the complication here becomes like it gets so that you have to find a chip that fits your needs specifically, and. <sighs> Maybe I'm just not familiar enough with like what's out there. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah. a whole world of you know. Oh, this chip would work. That has this, 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 and I was like, oh, right, that sounds right. good. I guess I don't know. Like, it's <laughs> I guess we'll start thing. here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but maybe you know, starting with a, a some sort of teensy would make sense for that sort of. I think. Thing. I mean, yeah. Well, at the beginning, it would just be to try to find a way to hardwire it in with what you've already got, or just maybe like one revision later, put a little bit more functionality on the board that may not, mm-hmm. maybe isn't like an IC drop or something, but just some way to jump her in like a teensy, and then see if it you can actually make it utilizable. And then if you yeah. decide, yeah, we've been able to ramp up the processing power, and now we can do all these things we want to do, you start to think about how could you possibly embed that in the board, or give at least module, you know, some of the module functionality, yeah, as an option. I just like the idea of an empty like tray for an integrated circuit like on the bottom. And you're just like, oh, yeah. the possibilities are endless. When you know, maybe in fact the possibilities are not endless, and you can only <laughs> use this one chip. But it looks really cool. Well, I mean, really, once you stick a chip in there, like that's where it becomes like, oh, now you can do anything you want with it, type thing. So <laughs> yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we talked about that last week with like the Arduino pinout on the side, and just like using it as like a. I'm bored of the, on some sort of whim, like, oh, I tear apart my keyboard and I flash this right. Arduino software <laughs> and then I can use it to, like, run a robot or something right. <laughs> in a pinch. I mean, it's I all know. about the interfaces, though. Like, so for this next ship, like, we're planning on putting, like, uh, the serial uh, SPI and I2C um, all available. And then what I want to do is is put I2C especially on the ends of the keyboard so that at some point in the future we can either make or people can make themselves like a little, you know, four by five or four by four, whatever thing 
they can add on as a what like a split thing or whatever, mm-hmm. and then plug into I squared C with the TR TRRS cable, just like the Ergodox does, and right, right, um, right, let split or whatever, and, and talk to the plank that way. So you can um, have like a split board or an extra little keypad or something. Yeah, but I mean, with I squared C, you can either have it be a keyboard or you can have it be a little like music box thing. Oh, you know? that'd be cool. And so at that point, we're getting to the point where like we could start actually making. Uh, things that just act plank add-ons, you know, having the, like this little music box that yep. has a little Teensy chip in it, also has like a bunch of knobs that control the parameters that you're playing for the Teensy, maybe like a microphone to record sounds, yeah. and it's enclosed in this cool little box and it just plugs into your plank, and then it talks to your plank that way. You can control it with MIDI, you know, through whatever, um, you know, maybe you can update the firmware through whatever too. Like that would be... That'd be so cool. And then if you yeah. need it, you don't. You can unplug it, you know? So you're using it exactly, for this yeah. thing, and then you can, when you don't, you can take it apart. Or you, you can unplug it. That's cool. And you can also, hopefully, you know, if this becomes a standard enough, which is, you know, this is a mountain of wishes right now, but you know, other, other <laughs> manufacturers could do the same thing. Just have a little I squared C TRS thing uh, come out of it. And then if you have the certain firmware on there, you just talk to it the same way you would normally do right. any other keyboard. And like the same applies to other keyboard as well because like the t- if we use a standard standardized TRS uh, like configuration I forget what the order they're in or whatever the, the Ergodox uses but use that same configuration you could literally just plug keyboards into each other having you know either one's either a slave or master that sort of thing or just talk to each other you know to do I don't know random stuff I don't know exactly right, what that right. would be used for besides like being another keyboard but well, that's just really neat because then you can start to get this like, so you have the 30%, the 60% or whatever, and you buy one and you're like, well, I'd really like a little more functionality, but I don't need to dump up to the next level. And so you just start clicking them all together until you have these like Lego board that you're, you decide, oh, this is how much I need, or this is not how much I need. And right. you can kind of really, like it's yours specifically, I, a couple extra, you know, you could sell one row of, or one column of keys Right. Or, you know, a little keypad or, and just keep. Well, and then the music box too, or like whatever else we think of to put on there, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to buy a new like, board. It's just a matter of hooking it up. Yeah. Like an LCD screen, you know, that sort of thing. Or yeah. like a touchpad maybe. Yeah. A touchpad. But, and then like the thing with I squared C, and I don't know if this is a protocol to use. This is what I'm diving forward with right now just because it exists and <laughs> we have yeah, to use right, it right. Ergodox and, you know, it's, it's out there, but there might be better ones. Um, Oh, so the thing with I squared C is that uh, you can, I think, and I might be completely mistaken on this, but just split it on each of the four connections and just daisy chain it without having to have like a completely different interface Mm. Um, because of the way it works. Like you, it has like, there's these addresses and so everything has a unique address that it listens on. And you know, if you're talking to some other thing, it's going to ignore it. As long as, as long as you're talking to that address, you know, it should be fine and it should hear so you you could do the the trackpad and the module for some midi controller and it doesn't they're not going to come they're not going to fight with one another right both be plugged in the same plank and we can have them working independently yeah that's neat we can easily make and they might sell these but just the basic um trs split like just like you would have an audio Mm -hmm. um because they're all disconnected together and they're not like, there's not any special components in there. And, and you know, I might be mistaken on this because I think there's some more, like you might need resistors in there or whatever too, but maybe that goes mm-hmm. in the component side and the cables are just simple. But I got another idea. I t- I'm going to change the whole, whole world. Are you ready for this? Raise yourself. <laughs> okay. I just came up with it when you were talking about this, but so we have all this circuit board waste, right? It's just like people will buy things and then they're not utilizing them and then they just get, they get thrown away. What if... You, as like you as a so you're making plank keyboards what if you think about another possibility like you're thinking now like what else could we possibly use it for and then build that functionality into it and then perforate the circuit boards so they can snap so mm. you can make smaller circuit boards out of it so if you're like done with a, you know a, a circuit board for a project you can just like well this board right here can do this also and this one can do this also and you can like break them down and the functionality is already built in so you're like it's like when you get some a device, it's like, yeah, this is its main function, but these are the five sub functions that you could utilize this for in like an upcycling or recycling way, like thought. That would be cool. Like it's very, for me, that feels very intent oriented though. Like you got to know exactly what people want to do in order to perform yeah. it there. Cause otherwise it's, I suppose, it's, yeah, the, design gets really complicated. 
I mean, the preparation bit is maybe not completely necessary, but the idea of essentially like building in external functionalities that are not necessarily evident initially, like not the prime function of the circuit board, but it is available so that if a circuit board goes to like a scrap, it's like, well, you know, not, you know, of course no plank would ever be, but, you know, (laughs) say one day that somebody needs it for something else. You say, well, here are the, I mean, it's kind of what you're doing. You're saying here's the the primary function is maybe a keyboard, but here's a secondary function is a MIDI controller. But then you could go on and, you know, have some of these availabilities on the board itself that maybe you no know, one ever uses, but and they're kind of already there with some of the ports that are available and like the, the clocks that you can get access to. But like to go even further, like we were thinking with um, all of these peripherals and just things that are just you know a part of the board, but not maybe necessary for the the actual functionality, and then just highlight them all. Say things you could also do with your board, like <laughs> and just kind of list them out and show like crazy configurations, controllers that they were used for, or. Um, utilizing some of these ports for different things. It might be neat. Like, what's the most exotic thing you've ever done with a plank circuit board? And just right. see <laughs> what somebody could come up with that's maybe not just triggering resistors in a, in a key switch, but from a key switch, but like something altogether spectacular that no one's really thought of. <sighs> to be fair, like you could desolder the components and reuse them in the same way. But, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but at the IC level, you know, because if the IC yeah. is what you're looking after, you just pull that off. But yeah, having the whole like, the whole schematic of whatever whatever you need right there that'd be cool. I think so. I think I'm thinking of it in terms of like modular um, synthesizers. So you have like a low pass filter that basically has an in and out, you know, and you can snap that off and, and use it in something else or something. That'd be so cool. <laughs> but at that point, it becomes really really expensive. <laughs> so I don't yeah, know if you necessarily I'm want sure. to like. Oh, I'm done with this. Is it? I'm just gonna crack it open, break <laughs> this off, and use something yeah, else. Exactly. Well, I was also thinking like when I right when I said it because of the how the circuit board works. If you ended up with these these uh, modular possibilities, I don't have any idea how this would work. But if you could perforate all the rows, you could snap off like a certain like, oh, I'd really like this to be a keypad instead. And you like, oh yeah. And I then all of a sudden, talking about that keypad. before, but I I tried running that by Wilbur, but like <laughs> the complexity there is it's really hard. Like yeah. It's yeah, oh, it's really easy really quickly. But yeah, I, I was trying to push that for that a little bit, but I, I think doing the whole like separate thing is gonna be a little bit easier. Oh yeah. I just like it like each of them individually, like, oh, I'm gonna break this one off like, and just start breaking this board. With 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 the um the subatomic and the prionic, because it's really the prionic is really just two extra um columns on, on the prionic. Mm-hmm. It's basically what it, what it's gonna be. Because the way we're designing it, um like the center of the of the subatomic is offset compared to the center of the prionic, because mm-hmm. it's literally just two columns on to the right side of the prionic. It's not like one on each side or whatever. Um, just to make things easier than the PCB design, we're putting two on the right side. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, that's kind of what that is then. But, but you don't get to snap a circuit board like how cathartic. <laughs> like I want less. <laughs> now I have right. a thirty <laughs> percent. Like we could, like we could theoretically, like doing with the plank would be a little, little much because you have a lot right. more adding on. But between the prionic and the subatomic, that might be something that we could push for because it, it makes sense to, you know, have these two columns due to waste. But also, like, who wants to throw that away? Like, no, we're going to figure out something to do with those as well. That's part of it. Like each well, of you, them. Like, like we are, but people that just want a prionic and don't really no. care about everything else, like we just like, oh, place in the back. We'll go up with the use for it. Like. Yeah. <laughs> We'll make you a necklace, <laughs> <laughs> jewelry out of them. Well, two of them, no. two of them would make a little. I just need like three of them to be an actual like whatever number pad. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, but even from like a stamp, like a like, I don't know, maybe you're getting too many features, but you could do it. You could do it in house and then make these little four button keypads as well. Or three, you know what I mean? Like make these rows into something. Right. So if someone calls you like, I don't want that extra row, you're just like, thank you. <laughs> have this board. Well, yeah. That, that's, so that's, yeah. Okay. I guess that's where it would be that we would just sell the prionic and subatomic ones, but we'd keep all of the broken off two by yep. fives from the prionics yep. and yep. just either sell those or well, we'd probably just sell them. Yeah. You just sell them. But I mean, like you could do switch testers that are actually live or something like that. Right. Because that, I mean, that's just a cool, be a cool little thing to have the ability to make these little pads. 
I don't know. I'll, I'll talk to him about that. That, that yeah, seems d- maybe don't. Maybe, the, maybe, oh. maybe maybe sleep on it. I think you should <laughs> yeah. maybe wait until tomorrow. <laughs> what about the See ideas? Some of the, with the, the comments with... in the, 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 the <laughs> this episode be like, "What are they talking about?" Well, the you should make like, the boards out of something edible and <laughs> <laughs> chocolate PCBs. You just oh, I don't need this, and you just eat half your keyboard. <laughs> I love it. But of all the ideas, I think having the the two two columns being split off like that is probably the most reasonable because there's nothing going on (laughs) on that side except for, you know, things going on, just basically uh, traces being connected to the other stuff. Yeah. I think it's a bit pioneering. And to be honest, I I do think that if you could somehow integrate a feature into each of those pieces that could be broken off, like part of the board. So... It's like they aren't utilized until you break it. And then once you do, like you have something else that you could didn't have before. Like that would just be such a neat thing because yeah. you'd start to integrate the possibility of these sub uses into circuit boards. Like, I don't know if I'd ever use the feature, but it might be cool <laughs> to know like, oh, well, not this one specifically, but I'm even thinking like with a motherboard. So say you buy a, a motherboard for, for a desktop computer mm-hmm. and on the box, it says, if you break this quarter off, you can use it as a controller for a drone. So the computer dies, you know, you you, five years goes by, you're like, I'm going to build a new computer. And you remember, oh, yeah, that drone thing. And so you do. You take it out and you carefully break this quarter. It's going to, you know, destroy the motherboard. You you can make a five-year-old drone. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't fly anymore, but it's super useful. Totally sold it at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, mean, how different is it? I mean, of course, the drone market is going to change, but you could still have that little bit of like, I don't know. It's just something else that's possible mm-hmm. there, or some sort of controller, or or even know. like so, not not in the electronic world, but just having a um, you know, like a, a little keychain you can pop off or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's it's a little like whatever. It's just but, salvageable. It's like something yeah. about like it's that you know when it's when it's almost all over. It's like salvageable components. You know, it it might slow down. It's like latency, but if you instead of the Atmel chip being uh, you know surface mounted, if it was drop you know in, then maybe you could you could take it out and use it for something else, or you could put oh, it yeah. onto a board and project or something. But or replace them a lot easier. <laughs> That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's kind of I mean, it gets everything's getting so small and so concise and so and so proprietary in this construction that we're, we're moving away from the reusability. And so if you start to think from a creation standpoint, like what other features could I embed into this that could go beyond the board itself right for the just the, even the fleeting possibility of it not becoming waste that when if it and when it ever becomes something that somebody's going to toss they can think well yeah but there's a keychain and a drone pilot you know pilot in here somewhere or something right. and they can try to integrate that into another project or or something like that I'm thinking of like if you were to put uh cut out four little circles on it you could break those off and attach them as wheels. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pine. It's a pine wood derby car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. That is, there it is, right there. It's like you did like origami with the board. So like, don't don't, don't throw it away. It's like a little monkey or something. You like break it all apart and put it all together, and it makes this little. That would be cool. See, even that would be cool. It's just like or just like a, you can like just stand it up on its side or something. Yeah. Oh, you just you could make a bunch of them and have them be like letters, and so you can like break the letters out and like spell your name. <laughs> like the alphabet is somehow in there, but they're all snap outable. Right. And so like, don't throw it away. Just put a little name tag up or something. <laughs> okay, there's something really, good here. So like with the enablers, you remember those from a couple yeah, years yeah, ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess one year ago, two years ago. So if those are just all embedded in there, you can just break out those. And so if you are done with this PCB for whatever, you know, say it's a, like a staggered one or something and you're done with it and like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do OKB <laughs> boards only for now. And so I'm going to, I'm going to break these suckers out and use them on yeah. my custom board, which is like a dactyl cave or whatever, you know, and just put them wherever. That'd right. Be a cool use of that. Cause you have, it's basically neat. just like the, the footprint for the key switch and then a resist or a, you know, like a diode and you have like a. You just wire the column and the row, and then you're set to go. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you, you break these, the, the permanent connections in the PCB that was made in the manufactured PCB, and then in the place mm-hmm. you you are going to solder in some little wires or whatever jumpers, whatever you have to do. I don't know. I like utility of reusable 
circuitry. Like, right. Just thinking like, what am I going to do with this when it breaks? And even on the off chance that it's like, oh yeah, that has this really, it becomes a Pinewood Derby car or something. I guess a <laughs> PCB car, but you know, something out of it, it might be a neat, it's such a long-term strange thing though. It's like, okay, so after 12 years when this board finally does croak or whatever, they're going to break this into a car. Like <laughs> maybe there's no reason for this, but. We have PC Derby. PC Derby. <laughs> I'll see you in 12 years. <laughs> I don't know. It would just be novel. What a, it would be an interesting thing to like say, like, have, you know, this circuit board can be broken into and reconstructed as a little car or something. People would be like, why would you even want that? But it certainly would get people talking about it. <laughs> and you part. know for a fact that somebody would Google it, like someone would send it somewhere and be like, circuit board breaks into a little car. And it would be like, why does it do that? So you read it right now and it's marketing. <laughs> oh, it broke into like a whistle or something. A whistle? I don't know, I don't know why a whistle with that. It seems like a Yeah. <laughs> Whistle's cool. Like, like I'm picturing like the EDC stuff that they always come in like the, you know, the, the like the a keep or was it a lock picking kit, you know? It comes in like the, that cut of stainless, stainless steel. You can break apart each piece and, and keeping your wallet and whatever. Yeah. You do the same thing with that. So you break off this little thing and then use it as a little lock picking set. Oh, that's cool. I got another idea. You should put a ruler on the side of it. Oh, yeah. That should be Just done anyway. Do <laughs> yes. Just the silk screen. That's what you should do. <laughs> you should put a ruler on the side of it and then like maybe like, I don't know, some sort of like chart for something like resistors, like the red, mm. yellow, green resistors. Just for just do you should do that. That would be awesome. Just like as, a, as an educational thing. Just to have that on there would be so cool. Oh, yeah. You should see what I mean. What could it possibly? I mean, the, what's the, I mean, you got the logo. Well, on the top of it. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to use the top of it, which is hard to access once you solder it, you know, because you basically have to pull everything off. Oh, this is novel but, more than anything, but. Yeah. <laughs> but having just a whole chart of just information about whatever you want. That <laughs> would be <laughs> so cool. Have a novel. What? When you get bored, you just pull up the key switch and you just, just read, read this novel. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. It's like, it's Moby Dick completely <laughs> <laughs> putting in gold foil. It's just a $700 <laughs> keyboard thing. <laughs> You need a magnifying glass to read it. Oh, you should. Future vision is a chapter. Yeah. Order the new revision. See what happened. Does he get the whale? Oh, gosh. Oh, a ruler would be cool. You know what else would be? Some of these holes, like the holes for uh, the stands. Uh, Mm. So they should be um, in the shape of like nuts. So for sizes. Oh gosh. Right. Right. So you could like fit it on. I love that. That would be cool. I like that. So the, it would just make it so, I mean, it's, it's already oh, neat, but, but if you like, could break out like a little wrench too, you know, it just turns yes. into like little wrenches made out of, you know, pieces of material. There we go. All right. So perforated, <laughs> it's a little longer. Now mm-hmm. you break off all the tools that you need to build it. <laughs> 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 just, well, it'd just be okay, screwdriver, right? <laughs> Not a soldering iron. <laughs> <laughs> little fan too. Keep up the smoke yeah, out of your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all this coiled up solder. <laughs> <laughs> just plug this in. It's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay, the only usable <laughs> thing here is the ruler. That's the dangerous part. It's like a little little wall plug, the three prong. You're just like, oh, there we go. Gosh, no lawsuits over that for sure. You, you send it with all these conversions for international <laughs> plugs. If you're in Europe, use this one. A little asterisk and then under it, don't use this anywhere. <laughs> this I is see, a bad idea. Well, people do that with USB plugs. Actually, the um, Scully's. Uh, little dev board blue card is that, is that what they're called mm. i'm sure what he called it but it has that on it. it has a little usb plug you can plug in oh that's neat i really like the ruler i would go with that a ruler and then like a little note or something well okay so here's an idea so yeah scully made these clue card things which are just um 
like the Atmega and all the required components and like three three key switches, a bunch of little tactile buttons and LEDs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it has the USB port and then a bunch of breakouts, right? So if we yeah. had the whole PCB and then had this be a part of it, right? And then yes. the perforations all around there. So once you're done with the PCB, for whatever reason, you know, you just break off like all the essential components and now you can use this in like some project. It's basically an Arduino. Yes, right? that is exactly what I want. That is it. Yeah. And even if you have to break them like all over, like you could, you wouldn't even have to like cluster it. So you like break a piece off, you could put them wherever they need to be. And then the idea is like, okay, when you get it all rebroken apart, you kind of have to put them closer together and solder all these jumpers. But to, to be fair, I guess you could do that now, as long as you just cut it, <laughs> <laughs> cut it wherever you're like, it, all this stuff is required. Cause right now, like, so the, the chip is like, you know, diagonal. I don't, know if it, I don't think it's actually diagonal anymore. I this one isn't remember. on the revision three. No, it's not. Yeah, sorry, it's not diagonal, but it's like in the key, in between the key switches. Like, there's not a whole lot of room there, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So you just cut around it, and then you have a <laughs> Arduino. That's all you need to do. You can do this now. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> it's a surface mount component. It's not like. Well, yeah, super but if it's all broken, friendly. if it's all broken out, I mean, you know, that, that's the big thing. If all the if all the pins are broken out, then yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. gonna be you know super easy. And then you can just like if it, if it's in a row, you just buy a header. You know, solder the header on there, and then you can plug them. Yeah, so that's what, you, that's what you do. You you run all of the all the chips to breakout pins on the side, right? And so they're yeah. all available, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, don't use any of these if you're using it as a keyboard. But if you decide to cut it in half, use all of these because <laughs> you can have cut through all the traces. <laughs> you decide to break this thing in half, crack it up, and then start hacking into it. <laughs> that would be oh, you just like yeah, perforation, and then all, all the breakout pins on the side, just really easy to access. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. And then you could flash it with as an Arduino or something. You know, oh, I need this really quick. Oh, that's what I want. So a ruler and then all the breakout <laughs> pins for the, the chip. Because, you know, instead of buying a Teensy, I'm going to buy a $100 <laughs> keyboard and then make it into a Teensy. Well, the PCB is only, what, 40 bucks? Oh, that's yeah, the PCB is only 40 bucks. So you got a $20 oh. ruler. It's <laughs> not like that bad. It's a $20 ruler. <laughs> I if you make this a ruler, I will use it as a ruler. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding. I'm I'm there. I will literally put it in my bag as a ruler. I'm gonna have to take off the little USB thing though. Yeah, it's the annoyance. Yeah, and maybe all these resistors. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make mine unpopulated? <laughs> I was actually thinking about the- doing that. I was thinking about ordering just the uh, the blank PCBs as like. Mm. Oh, want to like really do this from scratch? Buy this, buy the cheap unpopular <laughs> PCB for like twelve bucks, and buy the component separately, and then get it going. But so you thought that was easy? Why don't you go for the challenge mode? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tiny rice-sized resistors. <laughs> well, I was hoping. No way. Like, ideally, there you'd be able to put different controllers on it and like kind of customize some of the components. But that's just not no way really the case. Like because every chip has like a different um, chip assignment or the pin assignments. Or yeah. So it's just like. It's really hard to do. Do they are they cheaper if they're unpopulated? Oh yeah, you can get these like the un, like the unpopulated PCB for like mm-hmm. I guess ten bucks. I think it's probably cheaper. Than oh, that, here we go, Jack. So cut it in half, so it'll be two rows. But you'll move the logo up, so you've got the logo twice. Make rulers, just actual rulers, and sell them. <laughs> just actual rulers out of PCB. Yes, that would that be is interesting. Perf- actually, oh yeah, I would buy one. I'd buy a handful of them. But you're still paying for... I guess they're not really that much more expensive than actual rulers, right? And they're cool. I mean, I think it yeah. would look... But it has all the holes for all the switches, and people would be like, oh, what is that? Oh, that's a keyboard a PCB. And the, oh, that's cool. And it's gold, and the logo's cool, and the, everything's cool about it. And you get two for each plank. It's plank is perfect length. <laughs> and you just put the rulers on both sides. I feel like this would be better suited for, like, really, all these ideas would be better suited for PCBs that come unpopulated, like like the less split ones yeah. that uh, Max is doing. Like, that would make a whole lot of sense there, because you could just mm. do it, you know, because you already have an unpopulated PCB, right? And then you got to mount right. a TNC or a Promicron or whatever, and then you have all the cool stuff that's, like, on there, but... yeah. I mean, I would, you can, if you're saying you can get them unpopulated, then you just buy a bunch of, well, you'd have to kind of redesign the whole thing, but essentially just move the logo up and down, <laughs> perforate it down the middle. Well, if you perforate it, like, on each split, like, the the three lines that go through all the spaces mm-hmm. there, and then you're like, oh, you just sell the whole thing, 
break off one you to your two of them. Yeah, yes. That's cool too. <laughs> or have like imperial metric on either side. Yeah. Well, alternatively, you just look into what it costs to make a new one, design a new. But you know, you're making a ruler PCB for, as a tool. You know what else you could make? Rulers. <laughs> Whoa! You know what market's My, untapped? Rulers. No. <laughs> you know what people need? Rulers. <laughs> this is like, like, just... a moment where this is a moment where your whole career changed. <laughs> that was about when I got into rulers. <laughs> It's like, this is all sitting from like, you needed a ruler early in the day. You didn't have one. You're like, oh man, yeah. Why, yeah. It was, where are my it, rulers early. at? I was so mad. And it was like, where's, <laughs> I need a, I need a ruler. <laughs> if only I could convince Jack to make them. <laughs> it in would be quantities. easier than getting one. <laughs> I need you to leverage your entire organization on the idea of rulers <laughs> because I needed one yesterday. <laughs> oh man. But you gotta put the fuse on. So if you do an unpopulated one, I want the fuse. <laughs> because that is cool. It's got that little H on it. Okay, yeah. Well, it's funny because that was originally gonna be the, the like the symbol of the plank. It's like the Oh yeah, H, that would be you know, cool. The plank. Is that what it's for? Something. Yeah, it's like an I think it's just an italic H. It might be Greek. No. Oh uh, it's not Greek. Did you you chose the little symbol on the top of the fuse? No, I didn't. It was lucky this oh, that way. Oh, that's it lucky. A four. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a four. Or a J. Or lots a of, lots chair. Of things it could be. It's a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like that one. I like the fuse. I like the clock. I like the LED. Yeah. The rest of it can go. There's a button. Transistor looks kind of cool, too. The transistor? Oh, the Q1? Yeah. yeah. That one is cool. Yeah, the button, the reset button's cool. The button is cool. I like the button. That whole little cluster, the C7, F1, R2, R1 mm. by the fuse, that whole bit's neat. But I really like the clock. <laughs> the clock is probably my favorite part. Does it tell There's the hertz on the... Yeah, uh, 16,000. Oh, yeah. Which isn't... Oh, it's 16,000 K. Which makes more sense. 408 mm. Y? I don't know what the 408 Y is for. Mine says 522 Y. Whatever, really? it's just like a serial number. Mm. What is yours? What version is yours? Three? Th three. Okay, minus two. Three. Yours is two? Sorry, it's also also a three. Nice. But then this, the the clue card actually has a different form mm -hmm. factor for that mega, which is actually a lot cooler. Hmm. It's like more boxy. Like Send me a link. I want to see it. Uh, I don't think he has them up anymore, actually. Oh. Uh. Well, I'll see send a picture, but Un untapped market. There you go. Well, oh yeah, I was trying to get them to sell them, but I mean, they are oh, pretty man. cool. But the, this one, the crystal is a little bit different. It's just like a little mm. generic black IC. Neat. But. So when am I? Is the ruler in the mail, or what? How much longer am I, am I waiting? Like, 